We're learning that of down of an Alice, the top line. The Gemara just finished saying that uh, even though the Bryson says that you're not allowed to sleep with your tefillin under your head and your pillow when it's Ishtay Yimo, but the Allah is like Shemuel that you are allowed to, even Ishtay Yimo. And why call in the Tirinu Tviyadif? Because whatever you can do to watch the tefillin, to protect them, it's better. In other words, even though it means being naig a little bit bederachli zayin, to sleep with your tefillin under your pillow when Ishtay is with you, is a little bit of a bizayin, but in order to watch the tefillin, it's kedai. Veichamanachu. So where exactly do you put your tefillin in such a case? Amr of Yirmiya, being karlikeset, you put it between your pillow and the mattress, like in Agadiraisha, but not directly beneath your head, a little bit to the side. I vatanya bichiva didn't bichiva teach a brisa manichan bakaiva. You put them in a kaiva, means the, a bag, a container. Tachas mirashaisef under your head. Sounds like it's directly under your head. So the Gemara says, well, demapikle lumush the kaiva levayu. Put out the, the mush means the protrusion, meaning the part of the bag that bulges, that protrudes, where the tefillin is actually in the bag. So that's lavar, that's outside, meaning away from your head. Only the part of the bag where the tefillin is not, that's under your head. Bar Kapara would actually bundle the tefillin in the kilasa. The kilasa means the canopy. He had a canopy over his bed, either for privacy or to keep away the bugs. So he would bundle the tefillin inside the canopy, and he would put out the uh, the bulging, in other words, the part where the tefillin was inside of the kila was facing outside. It wasn't facing inside where he was sleeping with his wife. It was facing outside. He put his tefillin on a little stool, on a little bench next to his bed. And he covered, he spread out a sheet on top of it. One time, Rafa was standing before Rafa. And he said to me, Go bring me my tefillin. I found his tefillin, and they were They were between the pillow and the mattress, not directly beneath where he would have rested his head. I had known that that was the day of tefillin, meaning that the night before his wife was taivo, and obviously Rafa was Ishto Ima was with his wife that night. And he sent me, he did it to teach me Allah He wanted to teach me that the Allah is Lamaisi, like we said, like Shmuel, that even when it's Ishto Ima, you can put the tefillin under the pillow, not connected Mirashais. Two people are sleeping together in the same bed. And they're both undressed. What's the lacha? Can either one of them, or can both of them, turn their faces to each other? And Rashi says it's in such a way that their backsides are actually touching. And then, read Kriyashma. In other words, each one will be facing their behind, touching the other ones behind them, will read Kriyashma. Is that mutter? Or do we say, no, maybe in such a situation, a person will come to have Hirhurim, and you're not allowed to read Kriya Shema in such a state. So Amrleh, so Yudah told him, Shmuel says, even with his wife, in such a circumstance, it would be mother. Certainly with another man. Maski for asked, what do you mean? Ishtai, it's mother with his wife, needless to mention, it's mother with somebody else. I would say the reverse. I would say Ishto, his wife is like himself, meaning he's so frequently with his wife, 
So that's not going to cause him here in such a situation. But Acher, but a strange person, even if it's a man, it's not like himself. It's an unusual situation for him, and that Davka might cause him to have Yehudim, and it could be that it's Mutter with his wife, but it's Davka Asr with somebody else. It says, in one b'raith, two people are sleeping undressed in the same bed. Each one can turn his face and even if they're touching in their behinds. But then there's another b'raith. You can see that person sleeping in a bed, his children and other family members are beside him. And they're both undressed. He's not allowed to read Unless it's a talis separating between them. Unless his children, the Benevayas, are Ketanim, so then it's Mutter. So, so you understand this according to Yosef. Because Yosef says that with his wife, it could be Mutter. And with anybody else, it'll be Yosef. So it's not sure. Hab Hab Acher. The first Bryce that says that it's mutter for each of them to turn their face and Shema, that's when it's a man with his wife. So that's mutter. He's familiar. He's always with his wife. That's not going to lead to here. It's mutter. The second Bryce that says that it's Asr, so that's somebody else. It's not his wife. And therefore it's Asr. So it makes good sense. But according to Shmuel, he said that if it's mutter with his wife, it's certainly mutter with somebody else. So then Kasha, it's fair. Because if we're going to say that the first Bryce that says it's mutter is with his wife, so in the second b'raisa, it says it's Asr, Shver. So Amr the Chashmuel, so Shmuel tells you, according to Yosef, it's so good. But Tanya, that second b'raisa says, Hayashim b'mita, he's sleeping in the bed of Ebaner, who b'nei b'eso b'mita, and his children, and b'nei b'ayis are with him. And what does b'nei b'ayis mean? It says Rashi, b'nei b'ayis, l'chair means his wife. And it's like, he's not allowed to read Kuyashma, unless it tells us Masik. So, if Yaisa is going to explain the first b'raisa, that it's with his wife, the second b'raisa says that with his wife, B'nai Yaisa means his wife, is, uh, is Asr. So according to Yaisa, if the two b'raisas are also Saisar one the other. So, what are you going to have to say? Even his wife, according to Yaisa, the first Tana holds that with his wife, it's Mutter, do this, and the second b'raisa holds that it's Asr. So Seshmuel once Reveshu says it. Did you not mean to know? I'll also say that it's a mechlekes tonight. Yes, I hold that it's mutter with his wife, and if it's mutter with his wife, it's certainly mutter with somebody else. But the other brisa apparently holds that it's also with everybody. It's also with Banav, and it's also with Bnei Beis. It's also with his sons, and it's also with his wife. So fine, but I'm no worse off than Reveshu. Amar So we said This one can turn his face. And that one can turn his face, and they can both be Kriyashma. But that means even though their backsides are touching, it's Mutter to be Kriyashma. But don't you have the backsides, the behinds that are touching? Now, if the backsides are considered nerva and they're touching, that would be a problem. They say, yeah, so this is a riot. The behind, the backside of a person is not considered like a nerva. Let's say that we have another riot, Rafuna. The Mishnah says, A woman is allowed to sit, and she's undressed, it means, and her her makom erva is facing straight down. And she can separate chala, even though she's undressed. Why? Because she can cover her face, meaning her uh, her lower face, her makom erva on the ground, meaning that's the way that a woman sits. If she sits straight down, 
the Makam Erva is covered by the ground, and that's fine. Avalayish, but not a man. A man, when he sits down, his Erva is exposed. Now, the issue is when you're Mafish Chal, you have to make a bracha, and you now make a bracha when your Erva is exposed. So, for a woman, since her Makam Erva is straight down and it could be covered by the ground, it's mother for a man, it's Asr. But, Lachaira, what about her Agavos? What about her behind? Even when a woman sits, so the Erva, Itself is facing down, but if the agavos are also considered an error, shouldn't that be a problem? So Tirkum Rav Nachum Rav Yitzchak Rav Nachum Rav Yitzchak said, "No, it's not a raya. It could be that the Mishnah is skaking can go and shahayu panei tuches her face, meaning even the agavos are stuck into the ground, meaning there's a little bit of ground raised up, and even the agavos are covered by the ground, and therefore, since it's not exposed, it's mutter. But it could be that." If it's exposed even in the back, that would be an erva. So from there, you wouldn't have a raya. But from this brisa here, that it's mutatri kviyeshma, even though their agavas are touching, that's a raya that it's not considered an erva. Amar we said that if the banav and benveis are katanim, so then it's not an issue. So until what age are they considered katanim? For a girl, until three years of age in a day, She's considered a katana. Once she's three in a day, she's Roy Labia. She's no longer considered a katana. But Tinak and a boy, Ben Tisha Shanav Yamachar, when he's nine years old in a day, he's no longer considered a Tinak. But until that, it's all right. In other words, until he's Roy Labia, a boy is considered Roy Labia. When he's nine, a girl is Roy Labia when she's three. Ikudami, others say no. Tinakas, Basit Al Shanav Yamachar. Tinakas, she's considered a until the age of 11 in a day. The Tinak. Ben Shtaim Eshay Shana Yamachad until the age of twelve and a day he's considered as Enoch. It's not enough that he's Roy Libya. They already have to be close to the age of Godless. Eleven for a girl, twelve for a boy. And says the Gemara Idividian, both of them, Ad Kide Shadaim Nochainu Us Arech Tsemech, and also it's gotta be that Shadaim Nochainu the breasts are ready. In other words, the woman begins to mature that way, and the hair begins to sprout. The hair of maturity begins to grow. So they have to be close in age to uh, to adulthood as well as showing signs of physical maturity in order for there to be an issue Lagabe hear her, Lagabe Kiyashra. Only of Kana Ravashi, of Kana said to Ravashi like this Hasam before in the previous sugya regarding putting the tefillin under your head when you're sleeping with your wife, Amurava. So Rabba said that Afogab that's a Yuf Tadishmul, even though there's a Braisa, that's a Yuf Tadishmul. Hachamai, what's here? Is Allah like Shmuel over here that will say that it's mutter with his wife and certainly with somebody else? Or not? Armalei said, All the things that Shmuel ever said, you're going to needle them with one needle. In other words, if we say the Allah is like Shmuel over here, so it's Allah like Shmuel over there. No, what's the connection? Where it was said, Allah is like Shmuel, so it was said. And Allah is like Shmuel, where it wasn't said, it wasn't said. So you have no raya. That the lach is like Shmuel. No, right, that's not like Shmuel, but we don't have a right that the lach is like Shmuel. Amalei, Rav Mari, Rav Papa. Rav Mari said to Rav Papa, another question. Sayer Yaitzi Bibigdoma. What's the din of hair, meaning hair from a makom erva that's protruding through the baggage? What's the din? So the erva obviously is considered an erva. How about the hair that protrudes from the makom erva? The erva is covered by a baggage, but there's hair sticking out. Is that like an erva? So so he called, meaning he said about that hair that's sticking out, Sayer, Sayer, it's just hair. It's just hair, it's nothing, meaning it's not erva. Sayer is sticking out, even though it's sticking out from a makum erva, it's nothing, it's just hair. Amr of Yitzchak of Yitzchak says, Tafach, Bish erva. Tafach, 
of a woman's body is exposed, it's considered there for Elamai. that it's considered there for Ilema, at least if it means that you're not allowed to look at it. In other words, it's Tefach of a nation Sish. So you're not allowed to look at that. Didn't Rashesha say, why does the Pasuk list the jewelry that a woman wears outside on her wrist, on her neck, on her ears, together with the jewelry that she wears inside? The woman used to wear a piece of jewelry on their Mako Merva. And the Pasuk here is referring to the soldiers of Yisrael after the Muhammad with Midian. So they brought from the booty, from the loot from the war, the jewelry that they took from the women, they brought a gift to the Mishkan. And they brought as a gift, the jewelry, the different jewelries, the jewelry that they wore on the exposed parts of their body, as well as the jewelry that they wore on the private parts of their body. Why did they bring both of those together? Well, they were bringing it as a kapara, because they might have been nichshal and hirhurim looking at these women during the battle. So the Pasuk puts together the two kinds of jewelry. Even if a person merely looks at the small pinky finger of a woman where she wears her ring, it's considered like he's looking at the most private places of the woman. So you see that regarding istaklos, you don't need to have a din of erva. It's also to be mistakel even at the etzba katana. So why would you say tefach bisha erva? It's not necessary to be considered an erva for it to be also to look at it. Elo So rather when we say tefach bisha erva, we mean even in his wife, Lukrishma, it's for Kriyashma, meaning you're not allowed to read Kriyashma next to a Makomerva. So even his own wife, if a tefach of her body is exposed, a tefach of a part of the body that's usually covered, that's considered an erva, and it's also to read Kriyashma. Amrav, Chizda, Shaykh, Ve'ish, Erva, the thigh of a woman is an erva. So never like he says, Galish, Shok, reveal your thigh, Ivri, Naharos, cross, traverse rivers. Even it says afterwards in the same Pasuk, Tigel ervasech, reveal your erva, and it will be shown your, your disgrace. But al the Pasuk refers to the shauk as an erva. Amr Shemuel, kol also the voice, the sound, the, the, the musical voice, a singing voice of a woman is an erva. In other words, you wouldn't be able to listen to an Asian Sish singing like it says, your voice is sweet, and your appearance is beautiful. So it's considered something beautiful in a woman. It's Asr to hear the voice of uh, Eishasi singing. And some say it's also Asr to read Kriyashma when a woman is singing, even your wife. Amrav Sheishas, Sayer Be'ish Erva. Sheishas said the hair of a woman is considered an Erva. Remember, like it says, Sarei Chedir Ha'izim. Your hair is like a flock of goats. In other words, it's considered to be very beautiful. Okay. Amrav Chanin, Rav Chanin says, Ani Ra'isi as Rabbi Shetalot Philip. I saw Rabbi, he hung his Philip, meaning he hung his Philip from the strap, the tefillin were hanging down from the strap. It says, If a person hangs his tefillin, his life is hanging, meaning his life is in peril. Some of the ones who would darshan the, the difficult psukim would say, Your life will be hanging before you. This is somebody who hangs his tefillin, he hangs his tefillin, so his life is going to be hanging in peril. So how could it be that Rebbe would hang his would hang his tefillin? Like it's not sure. that which it's us to do, and that which you're going to be punished for is if you hang the tefillin, the batim, meaning from the ritua. The ritua is on a hook, and your tefillin and the batim are hanging down. Haba katsitsa. That which Rebbe did, which is okay, is from the katsitsa, from the batim, meaning the bayish was on the top, and the strap was hanging down. So that's not so bad. It's not a problem to have the straps hanging down. It's a problem to have the batim hanging down. 
If you buy some more, if you want, you could say, neither way is allowed. You're not allowed to hang the Ritzuais down. Certainly not allowed to hang the Batim down. It's also. So what did Rabbi do? He told Rabbi, what did Rabbi hang? The kiss to tell. He hung it in the bag. He had the tefillin in the bag. Tefillin was wrapped up nicely. It was in a bag. And the bag was hanging on a hook. So Yachim, that's the case. What's the Chiddush? Why shouldn't you be able to hang your tefillin if you're in a bag? Well, Ma'ad at the time, I would have thought to buy a Hanacha that the tefillin in the bag should also need to be munach, should be, we need to actually be sitting on the table. You can't even put it in a bag and hang the bag. No. Tefatara is like that, but tefillin is not like that. Tefillin, you can put it in a bag and you can have the bag hanging from a hook.